Fanatics Football, the football segment of the Fantasy Fanatics Podcast. I'm your host once again, James, and I'm joined once again by Nate. What's up, bro? What's up? All right. Uh, in today's episode, uh, we're really diving into things in the offseason of the NFL. Uh, first, we'll hand out the tight end awards for this past fantasy season. And then we'll dive into, I guess, an early look of uh, fantasy quarterbacks for the 2022 season. I guess we'll take a look at, I guess, some guys that we think will probably be QB1, so like top 12. Uh, we might throw in a few extra names after that. Just an early look. Well, I guess we'll just talk about things. So how does that sound? Sounds good. All right, let's just get right into it. We'll start with the tight end awards. Um, I'm going to go to you first, Nate. I guess for waiver wire tight end of the year, I guess who's your runner-up and then who's your winner of the award? So the runner-up is... Um... Dawson Knox, he was, I went um, by who was drafted under 50% and what was their total fantasy points. So Dawson Knox was drafted at only 2%, but he ended up getting 139.6 fantasy points for the year. So a really impressive um, season for Dawson Knox, um, I guess. Anyone who was a fan of Buffalo or anyone who's a, who was a really big believer in Dawson Knox was really happy at um, his results so congratulations to him and I guess the winner of the award is going to be Zach Ertz um, he was drafted at 18% and he ended up finishing the season with 143.7 fantasy points so a uh, really good job from both of these guys and then I guess for shoutouts be Pat Fryermuth and Jared Cook yeah, I think honestly, either of those two guys could have won the award, either Knox or Ertz. I mean, uh, Ertz had more fantasy points. I feel like Knox, uh, he had more fantasy points per game. So I think they both were very impressive. Um, honestly, uh, Dawson Knox pretty much came out of nowhere. He wasn't getting the targets like he was this year, the previous season. So, yeah, good on him. And then, yeah, Zach Ertz, the trade happened and boom, he just exploded. So, yeah, uh, great for both of those guys. Um, I'll start with the rookie tight end of the year for my awards. I think for runner-up, uh, I put Pat Fryermuth because I feel like he didn't get going until the middle of the season. I feel like early on, he just wasn't utilized as much. I know Eric Ebron was there and stuff. I mean, he did pretty well. In half PPR, he averaged 7.6 fantasy points per game. So he averaged like pretty much a, a touchdown and then a point and a half. So, yeah, really solid overall, 121.7 total fantasy points. And yeah, seven receiving touchdowns. So great on him. Pretty nice little rookie season he had there. But the, for the winner, I have to give it to Kyle Pitts. I mean, uh, he just played really well on a, an Atlanta team that like really struggled. I know he only had the one touchdown, but he was in double coverage for most of the season after Calvin Ridley uh, was done for the year. And yeah, I can't really blame him there. I mean, he still averaged 8.4 fantasy points per game and a half PPR. So the fact that he was dealing with a lot of double coverage to average that much as a rookie, I think it's pretty solid. So, yeah, um, Kyle Pitts is my rookie tight end of the year. Um, I'll get to you now for playoff MVP. I guess who's your playoff MVP runner-up and winner? So I guess for um, the runner-up, it's going to be um, Travis Kelsey. I think he had a really good – he had one really good week where he ended up getting over 30 fantasy points. And he was just really talented during the fantasy playoffs in general. But 
I think Mark Andrews was the most consistent out of all the tight ends during the playoffs. He had, I think he had every single week was double digits. He had multiple weeks where he got over 20 fantasy points. So especially for our tight ends, that's um, not really easy to do. So yeah, the winner is Mark Andrews. And I guess a shout out to Dalton Schultz. Yeah, I mean, what's more impressive is that Mark Andrews did that in those weeks without Lamar Jackson. Uh, He was doing it with backup quarterbacks, which is pretty insane if you think about, because Lamar, I think, only played like uh, first 12 weeks or something like that. So, yeah, really impressive stuff from Mark Andrews. And then, yeah, uh, the other two also had great fantasy playoffs. Um, Let me get to the injury tight end of the year now. So I guess the criteria I went by was like guys that I guess didn't play uh, guys, sorry, guys that missed like three or more games uh, could qualify. So I guess honorable mentions go to TJ Hawkinson and Darren Waller. Um, they both played like around 11 or 12 games and they both averaged 9.6 fantasy points per game and half PPR, which is pretty good, but they didn't quite make the cut for me. I gave it to a guy who didn't average as much uh, for the runner up and that's uh, Logan Thomas. He only averaged 8.9, but the guy only played five games. So I feel like his stats could have been higher if he played more, especially in a situ in the situation he was in, where he was one of the primary targets there in Washington. So since he missed more games, I just felt like giving him the runner up as he did have a pretty solid year for the games that he did play. But for the winner, I mean, I have to give it to Rob Gronkowski. He only played 12 games, but he averaged 12 fantasy points per game in half PPR, uh, which is really solid. 143 total fantasy points. And I mean, he finished as a top five tight end while missing that many weeks. So, uh, like, I mean, you can't say anything about that. He was top three in points per game and he was top five in total points. Got to give injury tight end of the year to Rob Gronkowski. He was just fantastic while he played. And I mean, the guy was a touchdown machine. Like, I think he had like six touchdowns in his first six weeks or something like that, like something insane. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to give it to him. I'll get to you for tight end MVP. Uh, Who's your runner up and your winner? So I went by total fantasy points for this, and the runner-up is going to be Travis Kelsey with uh, 216.8 fantasy points. And the winner is going to be uh, Mark Andrews again with a total fantasy points of 247. So there was a pretty big drop-off between Mark Andrews and pretty much the rest of the tight ends. But I think there were a few tight ends that had some really good seasons as well. So I'm going to just name them out. Dalton Schultz, George Kittle, Zach Hurts, and Rob Gronkowski. I think all if you had any, uh, I, guess, I guess, six of these tight ends, you probably had a really good season. Yeah, I definitely agree. Like, they were just really solid, uh, especially Mark Andrews. You could get him a little bit later in the draft than Travis Kelsey. So, yeah, if you somehow were able to get a hold of him, like, he was just solid uh, all the way through the season for you. Um, I'm going to get now uh, to the bust tight end of the year. Um, I guess there were a lot of players that went into this category uh, for other positions, but for tight end, I've really tried to focus on guys that were drafted earlier and then they didn't produce. So um, for runner up, I'm going to go with Robert Tanyan of the Green Bay Packers. I know he got injured halfway through the season and I didn't give him injury tight end of the year because even before he got injured, he wasn't playing well. It's not like the injury really affected him. I know he did finish with 5.2 fantasy points per game and half PPR. The guy only caught two touchdowns. I think he 
uh, led the position, if not was a top five in touchdowns last year. So um, I feel like people were taking him as a top 12 tight end heading into the season. And he just definitely didn't live up to expectations. And I mean, that injury hurt him even more. So he's going to be my runner up, but for the winner, I have to give it to a guy who was going borderline top 12 and he played more games, which means he had a chance to turn things around and he didn't do it. And that's John U. Smith of the New England Patriots. I know I was pretty high on him going into the season. Just didn't expect 3.3 fantasy points per game and half PPR. Just not a good year. He was used mostly as a blocker uh, for the most part. I think he did miss some games. He missed a couple of games. But yeah, it was just, it was really tough uh, to watch. I mean, the guy, he rushed a little bit. Um, he only had one touchdown on the season. Just not a lot to really like from John U. Smith. Uh, just the fact that he was drafted ahead of Hunter Henry in a lot of drafts uh, just didn't pan out. So, yeah, even as a Patriots fan, I have to give him bust tight end of the year. It was just, uh, you know, I, I think the fit was okay in terms of a blocking tight end, but in terms of fantasy, the fit just wasn't great in New England. So, yeah, John o. Smith is going to be my winner for that award. And, yeah, we pretty much taken care of the tight end awards for this past season. So, yeah, let's just sort of use this as a transition and move into fantasy football 2022. Uh, we're taking an early look at fantasy quarterbacks heading into the season. Obviously the draft hasn't happened, but um, I, I don't think the quarterback class is as um, highly uh, ranked this year. So I doubt that anyone drafted will push their way into top 12 consideration. So I think we're okay to take an early look at quarterbacks. Um, I guess uh, maybe uh, share some of the names you have. Um, I guess go through your full set of names and I guess just talk about uh, why you have these guys on the list. Um, list your top 12 and then I guess whoever you have just outside that could get in. Okay, so I guess I'll start with the first three. Um, Josh Allen, Justin Herbert, and Patrick Mahomes. I think um, for, for a top three quarterback, what you'd want to have is someone who can get a lot of yards, a lot of um, touchdowns through the air and they can rush and get touchdowns through their ground a little bit as well. Um, I think all three of them can do that pretty well. And they also have um, really good talent around them. So I think um, all three of them, they should be around the top three. I think Josh Allen, I think he was first two seasons in a row, if I'm not mistaken. So I know it's pretty unprecedented for a quarterback to get um, first three times in a row, but at this point, you can't really can't really doubt him. There's a possibility he can get first again. Um, Justin Herbert, I think he was second in the league for um, passing yards. I think Tom Brady was first, but he's retiring, so he's probably not going to lead the league again since he won't be playing. So there's a chance that Justin Herbert could get maybe close to 5,000 yards again. So I put him at second. And Patrick Mahomes is basically the next man up of the NFL at this point. So I put him at third. Um, Matthew Stafford, I guess I'm a little bit high on him. I mean, the Rams did just win the Super Bowl. Um, he has really talented um, receive, really, really talented receivers. So put him at fourth. Um, Joe Burrow, he just made the Super Bowl. He has really talented receivers, but um, I think the Bengals could, I guess, add a little bit uh, more guys to try to make the team more competitive. But other than that, I think in terms of talent, 
I think Joe Burrow is one of the most talented quarterbacks in the league. So I guess I'll just put myself out there and put him at fifth. Um, Kyler Murray is just as talented as Joe Burrow, I think. And he had a really good um, first half of the NFL season. Um, tapered off a little bit, but I think if he manages to kind of keep his mo- momentum next season, he could finish maybe around sixth. Um, I put Aaron Rodgers at seventh, not because he's like not talented, but his specialty is in passing. I think he's one of the best passers in the league, but he doesn't run enough. So it's going to be harder for him to keep up just with passing. And I put um, Lamar at eighth. Um, he was injured, but uh, and he's and kind of like the opposite of Aaron Rodgers in a sense. Um, he's one of the best rushers out of all the quarterbacks, but he hasn't been passing enough. And I looked at some of his um, fantasy points, and he's I don't think he's finished above Aaron Rodgers, so I couldn't really put him above Aaron Rodgers. So I put him at eighth. I put Dak Prescott at ninth. Um, I think he's really talented. And he gets a lot of yardage. He can scramble a bit, but he just hasn't been able to kind of, um, I guess, find find his way through the season, if that makes sense. So I put him at ninth. I put uh, Russell Wilson at 10th um, because, again, he's also really talented, but he's starting to get up there in age. And I feel like um, the O-line isn't protecting him enough. So, um there's a chance that he might go go down for a couple of weeks in the season and him going down uh, last season really hurt his chances to uh, finish really high. But in terms of talent, I think he's just, just as talented as the other quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts is also um, really talented and I think he led the league in rushing yards out of all the quarterbacks this year, but he doesn't have... Um, enough talent in Philadelphia at the moment. So I think 11th is, uh, I guess, pretty appropriate for Jalen Hurts. And I put Kirk Cousins at 12th mainly because he does have talent, but his he's not like the first option on the offense, if that makes sense. The first option is um, the running backs, and then they go to passing after. So put him at 12th. And then I guess for three quarterbacks that could maybe finish top 12. I know um, Ryan Tannehill didn't have a good uh, good season, but I feel like he should be able to bounce back, hopefully. So I put him just outside the top 12. Um, Derek Carr, I think he could have finished um, somewhere in the top 12, but um, they, they were missing some guys on the Raiders. So I think he has put I think he has potential. And Deshaun Watson, um, he has the talent, but we just don't know what's um, happening to him this season. So um, I don't think we can really put him above, I guess, the top 12. All right. Yeah, um, I think that's a pretty good list. Uh, I think I'm going to have the same disclaimer as you. Like, I feel like it is an early outlook, so I don't think my order is going to be necessarily how I feel. Uh, specifically about each quarterback is kind of just like a general order. I kind of just like threw it together sort of. So uh, don't judge me on my order, but um, yeah. um, Number one has to be Josh Allen. I think he's the first quarterback to finish 
back-to-back uh, -back seasons uh, in first place in terms of fantasy points, like in the last like 20 years or something of fantasy football. So just the fact that he was able to do that, he has to be ranked number one. Obviously, he can pass, uh, he can run. Yeah, I mean, he pretty much has all the tools that you need for like a strong pick at the quarterback position in fantasy. So I have him at number one. I have Patrick Mahomes at number two, just because I feel like he, he performed a little bit subpar this season. I feel like that he sort of had a down year and I feel like he can bounce back because we saw him come to life there at the end of the season. He was putting up like 30 and 40 point games there. And we know that his upside is insane, just as high as Josh Allen. So I have him at number two. Number three is Justin Herbert. I feel like those top three, they, they're sort of a little bit above everyone else, in my opinion. Uh, Justin Herbert, just like you said, the amount of times he just slings the ball, the amount of yards he gets. Hopefully Mike Williams doesn't leave in the offseason because uh, that might hurt the passing attack a little bit. Um, but yeah, I guess just for the talent and the rushing ability as well, I got to have Herbert at number three. Number four, I put Lamar Jackson. Might be kind of controversial, but I'm still sort of banking that he can have an MVP level season again when he did finish first overall. That was like, what, three years ago now? Um, yeah, it's just the rushing upside's insane. He would have finished ahead of Jalen Hurts in rushing if he was healthy. So, um, I'm just banking on him finally having a healthy season. So put Lamar Jackson at number four, number five, I have Joe Burrow. You mentioned all the passing talent around him and I mean, he can run as well. So, um, yeah, uh, we saw some of the, the yardage he had in games over 500 yards in a game. Like, yeah, great stats. You're definitely going to get that from Joe Burrow. Um, I put Kyler Murray at number six. He could be a little bit higher. Um, yeah, like you said, he has like up and down seasons where he starts off really hot. He'll average like 35 a game and half PPR. Then he'll sort of dip down a little bit in the 20s and teens. So yeah, um, he's definitely very volatile. Um, yeah, Hopkins going down was rough for him last year. So hopefully, uh, yeah, he can bounce back. But yeah, he has rushing upside as well. Um, I have Russell Wilson at seven. I know it's higher than a lot of other people, but I believe that he can still be one of the top quarterbacks. He does run a little bit as well. And his passing accuracy is insane. He has one of the best deep balls in the league, which is going to account for a lot of yardage. He just was injured for a large portion of last season. So I think that it could be a bounce back year for Wilson. Um, I have Dak Prescott at number eight. It's a little bit lower than I had him last year, just because I think today they cut Amari Cooper, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, um, Michael Gallup might not stay as well. So Dallas is going to have a lot of changes in their offense. I don't know how that's going to affect Dak. So, um, yeah, I have Dak Prescott at number eight. He still has enough talent and he has the ability in his legs to sort of keep him up there in the top 12. Um, I have Aaron Rodgers at number nine. You pretty much mentioned everything I was going to say. He's more of a passer rather than a runner at this point in his career. Um, he'll still throw a lot of passing touchdowns. But I feel like, you know, decline has to come. He's had back-to-back -back MVP seasons. It's really hard to have three in a row. So, um, yeah, that decline could come this season, whether he's in Green Bay or whether he's on another team. It would just depend. But, yeah, nine should be uh, where he's at. Uh, number 10, I have Jalen Hurts. You talked about him. Uh, the rushing is definitely there. The passing's not there from what we want to see. Like you said, there's not enough talent around him. I don't know whether his arm is as accurate as some of the quarterbacks above him, but just with that rushing floor, he was pretty solid this past season. So I think I'll have him around 10th. 
Um, I have Matthew Stafford at 11th because I don't know where to place him. I don't know where he ranks depending on which receivers end up staying. Cooper Cup should be there next season. We just don't know about Robert Woods or Odell Beckham Jr. So I'm kind of you know, not sure where to put him. He's definitely a top 12 quarterback. I just put him under Hertz just because he doesn't have that rushing upside, but he can definitely outpass Hertz. Uh, you could even swap them in places if you want. Um, Kirk Cousins, I have at 12. I definitely agree with all your points. He's a, a great passer. Um, he just finds a way to put up points. There's nothing else I can say. Uh, he's just been able to do that year in and year out. I think our top 12 is pretty much the same, just in a different order. And then I guess, guys, I think they can jump in. Um, maybe it's because I had Ryan Tannehill and Derek Carr last year that I just didn't believe in them as much. But um, I just decided to go with a couple young guys. Um, I went with Trey Lance and I went with Justin Fields. I mean, Trey Lance is expected to be the starter next year for the 49ers, assuming that Jimmy Grapple gets traded or cut. So I feel like, you know, there is a possibility he could take the next step. He's got rushing upside. He has a really big arm. So uh, who knows what he could do in that offense. So there is a chance that he could jump into the top 12, in my opinion. And then I have Justin Fields from Chicago, new coaching staff, hopefully get some new weapons around him. Uh, he was great near the end of the season, uh, fantasy playoffs. I think he had a couple really solid games there. So I think there is that chance for him to take the next step. Um, yeah, I, and I definitely like Derek Carr, but there is one guy I like above Derek Carr, and that's Deshaun Watson. You mentioned him as well. Sort of that wild card. It looks like he's not going to play for Houston again, but he could be playing for another team next year, assuming all of his like charges go away. Um, yeah, and if he goes to another team, he's going to ball out. He's got everything you need in a quarterback. He's got a great arm. He's got like speed. Um, yeah. He, he even rushes for touchdowns as well. Deshaun's really solid. So uh, assuming he signs or gets traded somewhere else. Yeah. That's, that's a guy you definitely want to be taking in your top 12. So um, yeah. Um, I think great list from the both of us, obviously we're going to tweak our exact positions for each quarterback as the off season goes along, but I guess any thoughts on, on that? I guess um, some of them are a little bit hard to gauge. Um, you mentioned uh, Matthew Stafford. I put him um, higher because his ceiling gets higher as the more talent he has. Um, I guess even in the Super Bowl with just Cooper Cup, he was still able to find a way to get the ball down the field. But um, if I think o if Odell and Robert Woods return, then I think his ceiling should be around the top five. And I guess Russell Wilson is also a little bit hard to gauge because um, I feel like um, the Seahawks haven't been drafting enough um, pass protection for, for Wilson. I mean, in terms of receiving, they have DK Metcalf. Maybe they could get a little bit more receivers. Maybe they could get um, a running back that could kind of keep the pre help keep the pressure off of Russell Wilson. But it's going to be hard to say. But yeah, it's going to come down to how much pressure they manage to keep off of um, Russell Wilson, and that's going to kind of determine how much he finishes. Yeah, I feel like out of the guys in the top 12, uh, the guys that really need pass protection are Joe Burrow and Russell Wilson and Kirk Cousins. I feel like that those three, they were just under a lot of pressure the entire season. I feel like they could have higher ceilings, I guess, if they had better pass protection. So those three teams, the Bengals, the Seahawks, and the Vikings, they definitely need to be drafting offensive linemen this year in the draft. Um, and then, yeah, I guess just looking at the list overall, um, I feel like that 
if you're drafting all the way up to like maybe Aaron Rodgers or so, you're definitely getting a bona fide uh, good quarterback. I feel like after that, there's a little bit of a drop off. Uh, maybe if you don't get one of those like top like eight or nine guys, then maybe you wait a little bit. You grab like a Trey Lance, you grab like a, I don't know, maybe a Ryan Tannehill if you're expecting a bounce back, that kind of thing. Because I know Julio Jones wasn't healthy for a lot of the year. AJ Brown wasn't healthy for a lot of the year. Derrick Henry wasn't healthy for a lot of the year. So his upside was very capped this past season. So there is a chance he bounces back. Um, I'm not going to put him in my top 12 again this year. Um but there is a chance that if you take a flyer on him outside the top 12, that he can return value. And then, yeah, Derek Carr is that guy that if he gets hot, I think for the first half of the season, he was in the top 12, if I'm not mistaken. So, yeah, I mean, he's another one of those guys. We talked about Deshaun. And then, I mean, young guys that could take the next step, you know, whether that's uh, Trey Lance, or Trevor Lawrence, uh, Justin Fields. I know Mac Jones doesn't have the rushing upside, but if he gets to – um, you know, start passing the ball as much as, you know, a guy like Tom Brady did in New England, then um, there is a chance that he could be like borderline top 12 every season. So um, yeah, just a lot of these young guys you look out for. Um, like we said, not a lot of rookies coming in. Uh, the only one that would intrigue me is Malik Willis because he has that rushing uh, upside, but the chances of him starting in his first year is probably not high. He's probably just going to sit behind a vet wherever he's drafted. So um, yeah, I think that's just pretty much my thoughts. Um, I don't know. I guess any last thoughts from you? Um, not really too, too many last thoughts. I was just trying to think of like additional guys to put in. But again, it's hard to kind of put them in over the top 12 or the guys that, that you mentioned. So, yeah. Yeah, the only other guy I was thinking of was maybe Trevor Lawrence, just because he has rushing upside. We just haven't seen it yet. He had a bad coaching staff last year. Hopefully with Doug Peterson getting in there, we saw the kind of MVP year Carson Wentz had. Oh, Carson Wentz is another guy. There you go. We don't know what team he's going to be on. He definitely could be in that conversation if he's running the ball a lot. But yeah, um, back to Trevor Lawrence, uh, Doug Peterson. We saw what he can do with quarterbacks. Who knows, Trevor Lawrence's upside could be unlocked this coming season. So, yeah, it's going to be great for fantasy quarterbacks coming up this year. I'm definitely really excited. We'll definitely dive into them more um, as we get into the offseason. And, yeah, that's going to be the end of the Fantasy Football Podcast for the week. Uh, make sure you check us out on Instagram and Twitter at FanFanPodcast. We'll be posting picks for NBA and NHL on there, so definitely go check them out. Uh, this podcast will be on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Just make sure you like, subscribe, share. Hit the bell for notifications on YouTube. Leave comments, reviews, all that good stuff. And yeah, um, this is a great podcast. Handing out awards. Early look at fantasy for next season. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode.